Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, where today we will continue our series of ongoing conversations on the state of the muni market, including today a look at recent performance drivers, the implications of the U.S. midterm elections, as well as positioning guidance, among some other timely topics. So looking forward to a wide-ranging conversation. Uh, Joining us for this segment today, glad to welcome from our partners at Invesco Market. Mark Paris. Mark is Invesco's head of municipals and serves as a senior portfolio manager for the firm. In this capacity, Mark is responsible for the oversight and implementation of all municipal bond strategies. Uh, Joining us from the UBS Chief Investment Office, glad to have with us as well Kathleen McNamara, senior municipal bond strategist for the Americas. Kathleen, I know you'll be leading today's conversation with Mark, so I'll pass it over to you, Kathleen. Welcome back. Thanks so much, Dan, and uh, thank you so much, Mark, for for joining us today for our segment on the municipal bond market. It is good to reconnect with you after quite a few years. Um, Anyway, um, as we head into the final two months of 2022, today being November 1st already, we are seeing, you know, rate volatility remain elevated. Um, Of course, all eyes are focused on another Fed meeting this week. But at the same time, yields on high-grade short-term municipal debt now sit at levels not seen in 15 years. And at the long end of the yield curve, AA-rated muni yields have climbed to reach levels not seen in almost a decade. That said, we certainly have a lot to talk about. So um, so let's get started, Mark. Um, so, you know, top of mind for many individuals that we've been talking to that have large allocations parked in cash or cash equivalents is if is now a good time to start building municipal bond positions. How do you answer that question, Mark? Yeah, so first of all, great to be here with you, Kathleen. Uh, we haven't connected in a few years, so great to do that. And thank you to Dan for setting this up, and we really appreciate the opportunity to uh, share some of our thoughts. So, you know, look, Kathleen, there's been a lot of pain felt by retail investors, uh, pain in bond prices, pain in uh, net asset values, um, you know, in, in funds, and, uh, you know, probably – uh, you know, pain that they didn't expect to have in the municipal bond market this this magnitude. I think that that's really the the key thing that you know the, these returns in the double digits and now you know some long funds are approaching you know nearly 20 percent down you know for the year. I don't think retail investors thought that that was where things were going to go. I certainly did not think that at the start of the year. But the reality is, you know, where are we now? And you know, you talked about the Fed meeting. Uh, I think there's a lot more baked in the cake in the fixed income market than, than I think we've seen this year. So I think that's, that's a good sign. Uh, we do believe that, you know, the, the, the Fed will slow down at some point after the next few moves. Uh, but what, what you're left with is a situation where yields are really attractive. Uh, you know, you have a situation where on the long end uh, you're at 102, 103% of U.S. Treasuries. Uh, the 10 years is, is probably as cheap uh, as it's been. I mean, you talked about the fact that that yields have definitely, you know, gone up. I I really believe that, you know, people are going to look at these yields and say, wow, you know, in a a year or two from now, they're going to say, hey, you know, I should have been investing at these types of yields. You know, maybe there's some more volatility the rest of this year, um, and we'll see how, you know, the first quarter of 2023 shapes up. But I think, you know, there's structures in this marketplace that you can buy. Long fives are very attractive. Uh, 4% coupons have never really been yielding these kind of yields. Uh, So, I think there's a lot of opportunity here to get money invested, and it's hard to catch uh, the bottom. It's hard to catch 
a falling knife. So, you know, we really believe that for investors where they feel like tax-exempt income has been important to them, we think that now's the time to really look at where the market has gone. Yes, there's been pain, but we think that these yields are going to make up for it in the long run. Thanks so much, Mark, for that context. Um, let's, let's talk about curve positioning. Now, if I look at the uh, U.S. Treasury curve, it is now inverted, you know, certainly at the front part of the curve. By contrast, munis retain a positive slope throughout. You know, against that backdrop, where are you now seeing the best values along the muni curve? That's absolutely true that we have an inverted uh, curve in taxables, and yet municipals continue to have some watt of the curve and some parts parts of the curve actually a little bit more to get, get paid for. You know, remember that 70% of the base for municipal bonds is owned by the retail investor through either individual bonds, mutual funds, or ETFs. And so they seem to demand more of a yield curve than what the Treasury market, you know, is, is giving. If you look at the muni curve right now, you know, one to 10 years is maybe 25 beats. Uh, basis points difference. But, you know, 10 to 30 years actually has a 70 basis point slope. And, you know, we know that long duration can be a dirty word this year. We're seeing a lot of value in the 20-year part of the curve. You know, we really believe that, uh, you know, in that sort of, you know, low 4% uh, kind of kind of range for good high-grade paper, that that's a really good yield to get. Um, and, you know, we think that probably long-dated High-yield paper is more attractive than short-dated high-yield paper, but certainly for high-grade uh, paper, we think that the curve offers a lot of value. Right around 21, 22 years, I would say, is the absolute sweet spot. I think also, you know, one of the things that we're really focused on is call protection because, you know, now that we're getting these nice deals, you don't want to buy a three-year call or a two-year call. You really want to buy something six, seven, maybe even, uh, you know, hopefully 10 years out with a little bit more call protection so that while you're getting – some of these higher yields, you know that you'll be able to keep it for a while and, you know, you won't have a situation where the bond is taken away from you. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, yeah, the 20-year area of the curve is offering um, some pretty good value, but we don't want investors to uh, lose sight of call protection, right? Even though rates have been rising, uh, we know that most of the municipal bond market is callable, and that's certainly uh, something to keep um, an eye on when positioning on the curve. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about um, credit. Um, you know, municipals have historically rallied once there is some evidence that the Fed is approaching the end of its rate hike cycle. With that point in mind, what is your outlook now for municipal high yield versus higher rated investment grade credits? I mean, if we look at the spread between, you know, at the index level, the spread is still pretty tight at maybe around 200 basis points or so. So what's, what's your view there? Yeah, I think, you know, we have a couple of different thoughts on that. First of all, there's been a lot of stimulus put into the municipal bond market, and that stimulus has not just gone to high-grade credits. You had three major stimulus bills, uh, you know, during the COVID crisis, but money did go to hospitals. Uh, money did go to uh, nursing care, to senior life care, certainly to transportation. Uh, you know, we do have uh, airport gates uh, in our marketplace in high yield. So we do believe that the credit environment is pretty strong. We also believe that, you know, if you're in the camp that the Fed's going to do too much and you could dip a little bit into recession, we actually believe that munis are, are probably one of the best situated asset classes for a recession because there is a lot of cash on hand for municipal issuers, even in, uh, you know, the high yield space. And then I think, you know, if you look at history and what history tells you off, off of big muni sell-offs, you know, the bounce back can be very significant. Uh, 
you know, Kathleen, you and I have been in the market for quite some time. And, you know, you think about, you know, when the Fed was raising rates in 2004, obviously the global financial crisis of 2008, um, our dear friend Meredith Whitney in, in, in 2011 and, and the issues that that, 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 that kind of caused the taper tantrum. Munis consistently had a really good bounce back year. Uh, you know, whether, whether it was from the global financial crisis or from rates moving, uh, the second year of that tends to be a positive year and tends to be a pretty good, significant positive year. And I think what retail investors are waiting for now is some sort of sign that the Fed is going to be done, some sort of sign that the Fed is going to pivot, uh, and some sort of sign that, you know, rates are going to stabilize, especially the 10-year Treasury just a little bit. And then I think there's been, you know, a tremendous amount of outflows this year. And when that money comes back in, uh, I think that can be a, a great catalyst for the muni market to start rising. You know, we have not had a tremendous amount of supply this year. Uh, supply is down nearly 10% year over year. Uh, and so, um, you know, the, the things that really, you know, drive the market are supply and, and demand. And we just haven't had any demand whatsoever. And I think that's also cheapened up. Uh, you know, the ratios between treasuries and unis and sort of exasperated uh, the sell-off. But, you know, in our opinion, unis will have a bounce back year next year. Uh, we don't know necessarily the magnitude of that year. But, you know, once we get that stabilization, once we get notice that hopefully the Fed is, is, is stopping and maybe pivoting uh, a little bit, then I think unis can have a chance to really bounce back like they have in all the other previous sell-offs that we've really seen. Yeah, that's a very good point, Mark. Yeah, certainly if you look back at all the, all the years, which haven't been that many, that munis have been down, um, the following year we did see some some very strong performance in all those instances that you mentioned. Um, moving on to uh, muni sectors, um, you know, we obviously if we I look across um, the spectrum this year, all sectors have witnessed double-digit declines except for short-dated pre-refunded securities owing to their short duration. So at this stage, um, what sectors do you see the best opportunities in? And by contrast, are there any to avoid? I mean, you mentioned um, hospitals, you mentioned airports, and those were two of the sectors that were very hard hit by the pandemic. Um, are you still seeing some, some value there, or are you looking at some other sectors? Yeah, Kathleen, we're definitely seeing some value there. There's certainly more of the continuation of the return trade, the return to, to traveling, return to office. I think this was a big vacation year for a lot of folks who had a lot of pent-up demand to, to, to kind of go away. So, yes, we still really like airport bonds. We think that they're in great shape. Uh, we think that they're, they're going to continue to have really good credit fundamentals. And from time to time, we think that, you know, there's been some anomalies in pricing where you can get some really good value. I think in the whole transportation uh, industry, I think we feel very confident that, you know, we're going to continue to have good credit fundamentals there and good opportunities uh, to buy bonds. But, you know, there are definitely sectors where you've got to do really good credit research. You've got to understand what you own. Certainly the hospital sector has been hit with inflation, uh, the cost of treating patients, uh, the cost of, of, you know, hiring people. Uh, those things have definitely changed. And it's almost a story of the haves and the have-nots where a hospital was in good shape, they're probably still in good shape, and where a hospital was kind of struggling. Uh, so you really need to do really good individual credit research to make sure that you're comfortable with some of the credits there. Uh, some of the credits in the life care, uh, senior living space, again, hit very hard, uh, you know, by inflation. But, you know, what is your secure security in that bond? 
Do you want a mortgage on the facility? Do you want a lease on the land? Is there a nice debt service reserve fund? Is there something there that can give you, uh, you know, some solace in owning difficult credits like that and, and just, you know, really doing good credit research? On the flip side, um, you know, there's definitely been some headlines about some of the smaller private universities that are going through some trouble. But again, you know, the larger institutions are doing just fine. Um, you know, the larger institutions uh, that have a long history, uh, that, you know, have, have good, solid, uh, you know, enrollment, uh, that, that have a, a, an acceptance rate uh, that, that's not too, too high. Those places have been doing good. I, we've definitely been very careful about student housing in some of those smaller privately uh, owned um, uh, deals. Uh, but, you know, look, I think, you know, when you think about muni sectors, you also have to think about certain states that issue. I mean, right now, New York State has been issuing an amazing amount of paper this year. While issuance is down, New York State has issued a lot of paper, and that's been in a lot of different places, uh, you know, uh, transportation bonds, uh, um, uh, power bonds, uh, tax, taxable bonds, you know, tax bonds like uh, PFAs and UDCs. I mean, for a long New York 5% bond approaching 30 years, you know, you can get in the high fours, you know, let's call it four and three quarters or so for that bond. To me, that's an historic, really good point to put into somebody's portfolio or a mutual fund and hold that bond for quite some time. I think that's been an example of not really a credit issue, just too much supply and not enough dollars to chase that supply. So, you know, along with some of those sectors we like, uh, definitely I'd say New York paper has been something that we've been focused on this year because we just think it's too cheap for what the credits are. Okay, yeah, that's that's a really good point about uh, New York paper. I mean, as you know, a, a lot of our um, a lot of our clients are based in New York and, and do pay those those high taxes. So the the tax advantage of, of municipal bonds right now is is kind of hard to overlook. I mean, you were talking about the um, yields on long dated, high quality New York paper being in the high fours, um, like maybe close to a five percent yield. If you look at a taxable equivalent yield for an investor um, in New York and in the high tax bracket, I mean, that, that taxable equivalent yield jumps to probably around the 8% range. Um, so that's certainly something that's um, pretty compelling. It's a, a level that we haven't seen in quite some time, right? Okay. Um, yeah, so um, that's a very good point because, you know, what we've been talking about is that issuance has been down, as you mentioned, but... Um, Within New York, um, issuance has actually been been up, right? So um, the other point you brought out was air, um, airports. Yeah, so um, you mentioned that you do like the airport sector. And I'll say I, I certainly was happy to be able to get on a plane again this year after uh, you know being sidelined for a couple of years. So that's that's another sector that that we find interesting as well. Um, let's move on. I don't think we could talk about the municipal bond market without talking about uh, the next big thing uh, in the near term, which is the midterm elections uh, that are that are next week. So um, in your view, Mark, um, do you think the midterm elections will affect the municipal bond market performance? Well, I think when you look back at elections, uh, I think, you know, the, the, the clear point to me that, that was really disruptive was, I think, you know, when uh, Donald Trump one, one election, I think there was this uh, sort of sense that personal income tax rates were going to go uh, tremendously down, uh, precipitously fall. I think, you know, somebody was throwing out something like 25% tax rate, and that just doesn't work uh, in the United States. And so you saw a lot of heavy municipal selling uh, in, right away, right after uh, Trump first got elected president. I think the thing that really looms over the municipal market right now is the last tax bill 
that was uh, passed under President Trump. Uh, you know, we know that the corporate tax rate is, you know, something like 21 percent. We know that they eliminated pre-refunded bonds. You cannot take one tax-exempt bond and issue that to pay off an existing tax-exempt bond, and that's taken away the supply of, of pre-refunded bonds. Uh, but we also know that salt tax is a big issue. Uh, the state and local tax deduction that was previously not capped is now capped. And so, you know, states like California, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, uh, I would almost argue that municipals matter a lot more to those uh, investors than they did pre that uh, Trump tax bill. I believe that there's probably nothing that's going to happen in this midterm election that's necessarily going to change where we are in taxes. I also believe that taxes aren't going down anytime soon. So, um, you know, maybe we, we don't get any changes, uh, you know, uh, to the upside. But I, I think taxes are pretty high. You look at where taxes were uh, when Bush was, was president, something around 37 percent max tax rate. Uh, yes, we're back there. But there's also the 3.8 percent Medicare, Medicaid tax from uh, the Obama health care bill. So you actually have a much higher tax rate for the highest individuals than you did uh, you know, when when uh, Bush was president and you have the fact that you don't have a cap on salt rates. So I don't think there's really anything in the election that should shock the municipal market. Uh, I think, you know, um, there, there's I think if one party wins, they're probably not going to change the tax bill. If the other party wins, it's still going to be difficult for them to change the tax bill. And at the end of the day, I truly believe the taxes are high and are going to remain high, even if, if, if they don't get, you know, bumped higher. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, Mark. Um, yeah, even though, um, you know, we don't expect taxes to necessarily go up from here. I mean, if you look at the combined tax brackets for investors who reside in like a high, you know, state like California, high tax state like California in New York, um, the total tax bracket is over 50%. You know, when you do add in that, you know, 3.8% net investment income tax that you mentioned, you know, some people do forget that. And it just all adds up. You have federal, you have state in um, New York, you have the local tax, and you have that 3.8% tax. So that does put some of those people in the, in the tax bracket over 50%. And that's what makes municipal bonds um, look so attractive um, today. So anyway, we will stay tuned for uh, next week, the uh, midterm elections, and, and see what happens there. Um, now let's pivot a bit to um, closed-end funds. I mean, we do have a lot of investors um, that were in, you know, muni closed-end funds earlier this year. Um, some of them, you know, did um, end up, you know, selling uh, because the uh, – this, the sector did witness some very steep losses, you know, much more so than the underlying municipal bond market this year, you know, simply because the use of leverage associated with most of those funds um, did, did cause those funds to go down more than the cash market. You know, that said, at this stage, um, what is your outlook for leveraged meeting closed-end funds in the face of possibly further Fed rate hikes as soon as tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, look, Kathleen, we know that these are a little bit more rocket fuel than, than a regular uh, open-end yeah. fund or individual bonds. Clearly, the leverage changes things, and the leverage can be significant uh, in some places, you know, 35, uh, nearly 40 percent uh, in, in some funds. So you're going to have a lot more volatility to the upside and a lot more volatility to, to the downside. Uh, but, um, you know, th these are traded usually on an exchange. Uh, and they do trade at either a premium or a discount to their NAV, to their net asset value. So you can buy these either more or less 
than the NAV, depending on where things are. Because of the volatility in the muni market recently, we're seeing pretty big discounts in closed-end funds, um, you know, either approaching 10% or over 10% to the NAV. And, you know, we think that there's some value there uh, in that. And then, you know, when you look at where the yield is at the discounted price that you're buying it at, you're talking about, you know, mid-fives, high-fives, maybe even some funds, uh, you know, approaching or getting over a 6% tax-exempt yield. Uh, and so I think, you know, when you combine the 10% discount with high 5%, tax-exempt yields, there's, to me, that's a lot of value. Now, you know, I, I do believe some of the next bunch of rate hikes are probably baked in, but what you saw during the beginning of this year uh, and during most of this year is that you get a Fed rate hike, you get a lot of volatility in the fixed income markets, and you'd see a lot of price erosion in the closed-end funds. Um, I, I think the sense now is that maybe the bulk of that price erosion is over, and, you know, it's a time to kind of you know, see, see what you want to own in the closed-end space. Uh, it's a little bit, you know, like uh, you're going to get what where that is trading at, so you're not going to get the NAV, so it's a little bit tricky sometimes for investors. But we certainly see value now. Uh, just understand that, you know, if, if we are in a situation where the Fed gets even more aggressive than the market thinks, then, then you'll have more downward volatility. If we're in a situation where, as we believe, uh, the Fed is hopefully – uh, more baked into the cake, the market kind of knows what the Fed is doing, uh, then, uh, you know, as we think that bond prices should go up a little bit, we think that mutual fund, uh, open-end mutual funds should go up a little bit, then we would we would think that, you know, hopefully closed-end funds would move a little bit more, again, because of that leverage and, you know, that kind of rocket fuel that they do own. Right, right. Yeah, thanks so much for that perspective on assessing the value in the um, closed-end fund market. Um, certainly uh, a lot of volatility there this, this past year. Um, putting this all together, Mark, we did talk about quite a few topics. Um, what are some of the final thoughts and principal takeaways you have from municipal bond investors as we uh, head into these two final months of what's been a very rough year for fixed income? Yeah, so I think retail investors in the muni sector really have to think about how important the tax-exempt income is to them in their overall portfolio. Uh, and, you know, uh, we talked about, you know, taxes probably not, not going down, not going up, but they're certainly not going down. The yields are very attractive. We're in a whole different situation than we were in quarter one of, of this year. You know, you can get uh, more yield on the short end of the curve, the belly of the curve, and the long end of the curve, in our opinion, is actually very uh, attractive right now. You know, where you can get those long fives at, 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 you know, high 4% values, where you can get high yield. You know, we're seeing high yield yields being priced, you know, pretty close to a 6% so or, or, or above a 6%. So yields are very attractive right now. And in our opinion, we believe that investors are going to say, wow, glad I grabbed that yield when I did, you know, going down the line a year or two from now. The other part is that the credit quality is extremely high in the municipal bond market. When you look at high grades, everybody has gotten money. If you take a look at the municipal market, we crossed $4 trillion uh, earlier this year in, in assets for the municipal bond market. Well, there was about a trillion six that the government has given to the municipal bond market. Now, all of it hasn't been dispersed yet, and, and nowhere near all of it has been spent yet, but that's an amazing amount of stimulus that went to states, counties, townships, issuers, hospitals, transportation. Uh, and again, as I, as I said, even some of the high-yield parts 
of the marketplace got some of that money as well. So I think mini credits are in great shape fundamentally. And I think that even if you are in the camp that the Fed's going to move too much, I think we are probably one of the better asset classes if you think we might go into some sort of brief recession. And, you know, lastly, the tax situation is just, you know, so, so, so important. I talked about that investors have to think about how important the, the, the tax exemption is to them. Look, the federal government has spent a lot of money. Uh, and at some point, there's going to be chatter, even from the party that doesn't want to move taxes too much. So, uh, you know, you gross up these yields, Kathleen, like you said, they matter a lot in your portfolio. Uh, you know, when you start to get to that four, four and a half, five, five and a half, you know, you're starting to talk about some really big gross ups that almost look like equity-like returns. And so, um, you know, I just urge investors to continue to look at how important uh, that, that part of their portfolio is to them. Well, thanks so much, Mark. Yeah, let's let's end there with those um, important points. If I could sum those up real quick, um, the tax advantages from municipal bonds remain compelling. Yields are very attractive in today's market. And credit quality, as you mentioned, remains sound in, in the wake of fiscal stimulus. We do greatly appreciate your insights on the municipal bond market. Thanks so much to Mark Paris, Senior Portfolio Manager, Head of Municipals from Invesco, for speaking with us today. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliates. The views and opinions expressed in this material by external guest speakers are those of the author, speaker, and are not those of UBS, its subsidiaries, or affiliates. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over the content of this material or any claims, losses, or damages arising from the use or reliance of all or any part thereof. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient, and is published for informational purposes only. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.